This episode of Stripe It Like It's Hot is brought to you by Everline Coatings and Services. Are you thinking of starting a striping business or are you having trouble scaling your existing one? Are you tired of trying to learn the hard way? You can actually build your striping business faster by partnering with Everline Coatings and Services. Use the power of their incredible brand and get an edge on your competition while running a better business. Right now, they are on the hunt for the best in the industry to join their unique franchise network. Check out their website and learn more. Visit everlinecoatings.com slash stripe it for more information. Everlinecoatings.com slash stripe it. Welcome to the Stripe It Like It's Hot podcast with your host, Cam Roberts. What is going on, Pod Squad? Welcome to episode seven of Stripe It Like It's Hot. This is a weird episode. I'm not going to lie. Everything for episode seven was done and had a really, really cool episode planned, but I decided to scrap it yesterday, Sunday, at the last minute because of this paint shortage situation. What's going on? Today is March 29th, and I have never recorded an episode of this show the day of, and kind of kind of bad timing because I kind of lost my voice. We striped a, a parkade yesterday. It was a little bit dusty in there, and now my, my throat's all scratchy. It's not the Rona. But anyways, no matter. It's important that uh, this episode comes out today because I had an interview with an unbelievable guy, Ryan Vodica. He goes by the handle Bunky Vodica. I was a little suspicious of that. I, I wasn't sure if Bunky was his actual name, but it's Ryan, Ryan Vodica. And uh, I'm just going to give you a little brief intro here, and then we're going to get right into it. So we talked last week about the paint shortage situation or potential paint shortage situation. And just from my vantage point, uh, again, today's March 29th, probably the middle of February when this whole thing started kind of, the rumor mill started getting wound up due to the situation in, in Texas, the freezing there, a lot of materials come from there. We talked about that last week. Uh, it started out with just kind of a mild, mild concern from some people. And a lot of the veterans in the industry weren't expecting to have big problems with paint supplies this year. They've kind of just brushed it off. But no, as, as more time has gone on, and now it's March 29th, we now realize that if you've talked to your paint reps, there is a very real situation happening with availability of product. And quite likely, you've already talked with your paint reps and have been told some of this information. So as time goes on, it's becoming very, very more real. Um, April is obviously a big time where people do start to really ramp up operations. I mean, here in Canada, we still have a little bit of snow. Um, potentially we're out painting at the end of this week where I am here in central British Columbia, but it really gets going in April and obviously into May. And, uh, the whole point of Ryan volunteering his gracious time here was that, look, there's a lot of, I, I don't want to say misinformation. That's not the right term, but there's a lot of, uh, unclear information. So Ryan's very well connected. He works for Excel Paint. He's worked there for 21 years. He's now the national sales manager. And uh, this guy knows he's very well connected. So he gives uh, his perspective on what's been happening since the start of the coronavirus outbreak as, as far as paint pricing. And then we, of course, talk about what's happening in Texas. And also picked his brain, even though he's a national guy. So that means he's dealing mostly with distributors, right? He's not you know, directly involved with contractors on the end, end user level, but he does have some really great recommendations for what he suggests. So without further ado, uh, here we go. Ryan Vodka. 
All right, Ryan Vodica, how are you today, sir? I am great, Cam. How are you? Excellent. I cannot thank you enough for playing along with my harebrained last second effort. And I I missed our appointment first thing this morning, so you've made time graciously later in the day. Thank you so much. So yeah, uh, the actual episode we were going to put out today is on hold till next week because this is, I think, 10 times more important. We have an important guy here who knows a little bit more, well, a lot more, I think, of what's going on with this paint shortage. So Ryan Vodica, thank you for coming on. Can you tell us just a little bit who you are, where you work, what you do? Sure. Once again, my name is Ryan Vodica. Uh, the company I work for is Excel. And Excel has an A in front of it because we wanted to be first in the phone book back in the uh, in the days. I've been at Excel 21 years. 13, 12, 13 of the years I spent in the lab. So I started off as a traffic paint chemist in the lab, moved up to lab manager, and then now I'm national sales manager. Gotcha. Oh, very cool. Well, thank you so much for your time. And we'll keep it snappy here today because you got a lot going on. So um, just from my perspective, you know, and being a, a line painting business owner, I heard about, you know, the rumors of shortages and price increases, you know, probably in February of 2021. But you and I were just talking before we hit record here. And I rudely said, wait, wait, stop, because I want to get this all on air. Um, You were telling me like everything pertaining to uh, um, not so much shortages, but price increases goes all the way back to 2020. Can you tell us a little bit about the reason behind um, some price increases from different vendors? Sure. And I think it's a couple fold, Cam. I think that the majority of people didn't put any price increases last year, even though they might have been experiencing them. You know, just during COVID, I don't, you know, I think people didn't want to look, you know, companies didn't want to look like they were taking advantage. So even if they were getting some price increases, they were absorbing them. So towards the end of 2020, when things were starting to ease up, you know, the vaccine for COVID was coming out, things were opening up, you know, people were starting to push through some price increases. And a lot of that stems from uh, you know, hand sanitizer with the high demand for isopropanol, which is the, you know, the, the alcohol that goes into the hand sanitizer. What's needed to make that affects a lot of other products in the industry, you know, for the raw, mater- on the raw material side. So there was already increases going through. Acetone is needed to make isopropanol. So if you get, you know, a little chemistry lesson, you need acetone to make isopropanol. How that reaction goes is neither here nor there. Just know that. A high demand for isopropanol makes makes a high demand for acetone. So acetone, since the beginning of last year, has gone up three three times. So it's well over a dollar a pound now, and it was well below 50 cents a pound wow. beginning of last year. Acetone goes into, you know, a lot of people, you know, spray a low VOC acetone-based product. It could either be an acrylic or it could be an alkyd, some form here or there. But acetone is the solvent that's in there. So that price was already going up even before everything that happened out in Texas and Louisiana. Other raw materials were going up also. Pigments were going up. The latexes for waterborne were going up, not to the extent that they are now, but they were already going up pre-Texas fruits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes total sense. I mean, COVID messed a lot of things up. I didn't really appreciate it towards the end of last year, but like, our business, we just went out and bought another cargo trailer. And even there's, there's a shortage in cargo trailers, man, just from sure. aluminum and metal. Oh, Yeah, steel pails for all the solvent-based paint that people are using. That's gone up 30, 40 cents a gallon just with the increase in the steel pail price. 
Um, just look at the imports that are just backed up, uh, you know, on the coast. You know, they're they're a month, a month and a half out. And, you know, materials in the States, they just don't have a driver to get it here. You know, they don't have a driver to unload it off the dock or, or, to, or to get it here. So everything along those lines is going up. Steel, definitely going up. Um, markers, reflective markers, they, those have all gone up. I don't know if it's twice. We don't get involved with that, but markers have been going up. And where we're at now, so after the te Texas freeze, all those manufacturers down in, you know, in the Galveston and, and through over to Louisiana, they were affected in some way or form. You know, some of the big guys I heard were down 45 days. So even though the freeze was seven, they were shut down for 45 days. And to some extent, every raw material that goes into traffic paint touches something from that area. You know, it could either be a feedstock or it could be the actual raw material, but Pretty much, we've gotten raw material increases for everything besides water <laughs> that goes that goes yeah. into traffic paint. And that's because of Texas specifically. That part there, yes. At this yeah. point in time, so you know, and you know, some of the the suppliers and manufacturers of those raw materials, they may just be jumping on the bandwagon. You know, they they see some of the big guys putting a price increase through, and then they know that they could do it. So once it starts snowballing, everybody jumps on. Yeah. That makes sense. Snowballing, no pun intended. Mm -hmm. I mean, so I shared out a picture on, on the social platforms for the show. It would have been two weeks ago and I posted it one in the Facebook groups too. And we talked about it last week. Um, you've probably seen the picture. I, I haven't shown it to you here, but you've probably seen the one. It's a four saw, box. Yep. Yeah. The four box picture. And so at the time, like I didn't, I didn't know who owned that facility. I've heard different rumors that maybe it's a paint manufacturer, maybe it's Dow chemicals, but basically just so like everyone's aware, like when Texas had that major freezing spell, Basically, a lot of these manufacturers ran into immediate, like you were saying, immediate downtime. And well, I mean, the pictures speak for themselves. So uh, are you aware, first off, that picture that was shared out, are, are you aware of, of who maybe owns that facility? Like, or can we get into that? Is that top secret? No, you know, I tried searching to see who it was and I couldn't, I couldn't find out who it was. Fair enough. Yeah. But I heard one of the big guys, they lost nine kilometers of pipe that had to be replaced. Eesh. Nine yeah. kilometers of pipe. Yep. I'm so glad you converted that to kilometers because I'm in Canada. So five miles. <laughs> that's, that's exciting for me. Oh, man. So so the rumor mill, and you've probably seen it on Facebook. I'm not sure how active you are on, on the Facebook groups. But I mean, the rumor mill started kind of cranking up a, about a month ago about potential shortages. And at first, a lot of the veterans, like Ryan, I'm not a veteran. I'm, you know, less than five years in the industry. But a lot of the veterans said, you know, we've, we've heard of this kind of stuff before. Like there's going to be major shortage price increases, but it seems like now, and at the time we're recording here, we're March 29th. It seems like the um, more and more information is slowly getting out that this is a potentially going to be a very real problem. What do we know as of now at March 29th? Um, like maybe you can speak to Excel, for example, you guys obviously manufacture and sell a lot of paint. What is the average um, ramification for a striping company who buys your product? You know, and, and that's a really good question. And, you know, with some of the posts that I put on, you know, some of those pages, I always just tell people, hey, you know, have a good relationship with your paint supplier. You know, find out. And, and you know, some some guys are saying that they're not being effective. Some companies, I just don't know how they couldn't be. You know, maybe they just stock way a lot more than what we're stocking in raw materials and ordering. What I do know 
is that we're still on allocation for raw materials. We're not getting everything that, that we've ordered. Uh, we get price increases every day. So the, the stack of price increases on our purchasing agent's desk is probably like this. I don't know if you could, you know, oh. if you want to, I mean, but they're never ending. And yeah. they used to, you know, they used to be quarterly. Now they're monthly and sometimes every two weeks. And they used to give you, you know, a, a, at least a little bit of a time to still order before the prices go into effect. Now they're going into effect immediately. So mm. you get the price increase and it's immediate. And they're also adding call for availability and if prices need to be updated. So even though they're given a price, it's a, it's just a fictional price because they're, they're, they're planning to raise them more. Yeah. And that makes sense. Um, and I think a lot of people are concerned about price increases, obviously, right? Especially if you have jobs that are quoted like big projects and you've given pricing, but, um, I mean, an actual shortage of material is a much bigger problem than the price. So any, like you're well-connected, right? I mean, 21 years at Excel, you know what you're talking about. What what should the average uh, company be doing, whether they're small or, or maybe a medium size? I know the bigger guys probably are, are a lot more well-connected, but people who have smaller businesses, um, what, what are your recommendations? Like what should people be doing here to kind of get ahead of it? Sure, so the recommendation number one is contact your paint supplier, see what they have. And then my recommendation to some end users, you know, Excel's uh, business in the traffic paint uh, mostly funnels through distributors. Mm -hmm. So we don't do a lot of end to contractor sales. We do some, but most of our uh, business funnels through distributors. But I, I still have, you know, contacts and communication with end users. And what I've been told from the industry, just on the raw material side, is expect three to four months before it really eases up a little. And they're not even saying fully. So what I'm at, you know, what I'm telling, you know, end users, contractors, hey, if you could fund two, three months of what you need, I would try to, you know, to to source it. At least get your order in because, you know, a lot of people's orders are just getting put in the queue, and where they stand is when they're going to get it. And that's where we're at too. So our distributors are are stocking up. So distributors may be pretty fully stocked and you, you may see some end users who aren't uh, that affected by it, but it's gonna reach down to that level eventually. I mean, because there's only so much that we could still provide our distributors before we don't have any more material to, to supply them. So my recommendation, two to three months, if you can fund it and, you know, money's tight, I get it. You know, if you can afford two to three months, prices aren't going to go down. They're only going to continue to go up or stay the same. So if you could, if you could fund three months worth of what you need, that's what my recommendation is. That's perfect. Yeah. Well said, obviously prices aren't going to dive and every distributor is going to be different, right? I mean, even in, in your own city, different distributors, um, you know, probably based on what you're buying in volume, that'll influence how they can sell to you. But I like your wisdom there. I mean, get, get in the queue, so to speak, because yeah, it's better to be proactive. So very good. So I know you don't have a crystal ball, not that I know of anyways, I don't think you <laughs> quite see into the future, but, um, is it sounds like, and you kind of mentioned it too, the word to the ground at this point is at least a couple months of maybe as these companies and manufacturers, raw material manufacturing facilities kind of get back on their feet, get things ramped up again for production. 
Is that kind of what you're suspecting that potentially by, you know, we'll say end of June, July, we can go back to quote normal. Right. You know, that's what we're being told. Okay. But those big facilities, you know, they're, they're 24 seven operations. Mm -hmm. You can't add hours to the day to, to make up. Right. So, I mean, if they're already, you know, normal is a 24 seven operation, you can't fit anything more in. So, you know, it, it, the demand right now is high. Traffic paint season starting even up in Canada. It's close. We're shipping some material up there next week. So you guys are getting ready. Snow's melting. You know, as soon as it gets above 40 degrees, people are shooting solvent, you know, wherever they can. So, you know, the season's starting. There's going to be a high demand. There's also that fear. So people are probably hoarding like they're hoarding toilet paper, whatever it may be. But you know, toilet paper is a little different than paint when, you know, stripers are painting for a living, right? So you need to safeguard. And, you know, as I said, I, I don't care if, if you believe me or buy from Excel or not, but if your business is predicated on having paint, you should be doing everything you can to make sure that you have enough for the next two or three months. Awesome, man. I mean, I, Ryan, I've known you for a grand total of 20 minutes, but I'm, I'm quite convinced there's not a bone of, uh, yeah, you're not coming from an angle of, uh, you know, demanding this is what people do or coming just from Excel. Yeah, obviously you're, you're well connected. You're trying to help people out. So good grief. It's an interesting time. Uh, last question, I guess. I mean, just because I am newer, uh, you've been in the business 21 years, chemistry side, now sales side. Have you seen anything quite like this before? No, not in my 21 years. You know, about 13 years ago, there was a latex shortage, <clears throat> but it was just latex. Yeah. And kind of the same thing now, but everybody wasn't raising prices. So it wasn't to this extent to where there's a shortage and now prices are going out of the roof. So back then it was just, you know, can you find it? And, you know, prices, they were still relatively the same as they were before the latex shortage. This one now, to this extent, no. I mean, the, the allocation level on so many different raw materials, I've never seen it. And yeah. people who have been in the industry longer than me said that it dates back 40 years ago before they ever saw it on the oil embargo, before they ever saw anything like this. Yeah. I mean, there's always light at the end of the tunnel, but it's good to know your recommendations preparing for a bumpy ride. Yeah. yeah. I mean, for the recommendation too is, you know, just be able to pivot in, in what you're normal, you know, you were normally used to using. So if you were using a fed spec type two, you may have to go to, you know, a regular drive, which is a 30, 45 minute latex and, you know, have to spend a little bit more time. It means you cone off. It means you do something different than what you were expecting. You know, if you didn't do solvent base, maybe this is a year to look to do solvent knowing that, you know, the latex is going to be in shorter supply. So it's going to be able to, you know, that, that infamous word pivot, uh, change, you know, move direction, do something that you were doing different, you know, do something differently than what you were doing in, in 2020. Yeah. I'm laughing because that word pivot was literally in the email that I was talking with one of my reps. I won't say the company, but he said, how do you feel about pivoting to a potentially latex or waterborne? And I'm in Canada, so uh, mostly parking lot work. So that's not really a thing I'm fond of, but Hey, if we got to pivot, we will, we will pivot, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, on top of the, the latex shortage, acrylics that go into the low VOC acetone, the acrylic copolymer that you'll see, mm -hmm. um, they're going to be in short supply too. 
um, acetone is needed for those. Uh, we're already expecting to be out of that for a couple weeks and the next week we'll, we're predicting to run out. We just can't get, and along those same lines, anybody who does methylmethacrylate MMAs, those prices are going out of the roof as well. Um, Cause acetone's needed to make methylmethacrylate too. So all those things are downstream, they're all affected and they may not be affected by what happened down per se in Texas. They were to some extent on top of already having price increases even before this. So it's going to be definitely a trying year for, for all the stripers and contractors that are out there, you know, continue to call paint manufacturers, distributors, see what prices are, see what availability is, do the best you can to source what you need for the next couple of three months and just keep battling it. It's, it's definitely going to be a battle. It's going to be a year of attrition and, and, and who could stay, you know, in front is what I think. Well, well said. Ryan Vodica, thank you. The man they call Bunky Vodica. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for popping on, and uh, we sure appreciate your knowledge. Thank you, sir. Oh, sure, Cam. And if I can help out any other way, I'm always here. Give me a shout. I'll come on, do whatever with you guys. Offer from a manufacturer inside. There needs to be a question and answer. I, I ask that it, it's polite in some extent. You know, on, on a company side, business side, we're not trying to, to rake our customers over the coals. We're, we're doing the best we can to, to make sure they have material that, you know, the price isn't gouging, you know, we're, we're raising based off of our raw material costs. And I'll be more than happy to answer any additional questions that you might have. That's perfect. You know what, as this goes on, I'm sure we will check in with you again. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for coming on in your last minute time today. Much appreciated. Appreciate you, Cam. You have a good one and uh, good luck this year. Thank you. All right, there he goes, Bunky, Bunky Vodka. I mean, if we had more time and he wasn't gracious enough to come on here at the last second, I would have absolutely asked him more about that name, Bunky. So I really want to thank uh, Mr. Vodka, Ryan. Thank you so much because uh, I originally, you know, I picked his brain about this on, I believe, Friday or Saturday, the end of March here. And uh, his weekend was quite busy, but he was gracious enough to make time this morning. And then I fell a little bit behind this morning and we didn't connect, but he was very kind and made some extra time here right around uh, right around 2 p.m. Eastern time to come on and I provide some really good information I mean that was his whole angle is he uh, you know he wanted to provide some good information to help people out and I think he did just that so thank you Ryan so follow his recommendations guys if you haven't already done so talk with your reps talk with your distributors talk about options that you can get whether it's uh, the amount of paint or maybe you do need to pivot to a different kind of paint for at least a, a short period of time this season cover your bases so that you're not stuck the last thing you want to happen is get into the you know the heart of painting season wherever you are whether that's you know april or may or june and have to tell a client or a customer that you can't service them till at least you know july or until you get product because this is kind of a uh, one person to me described it as a, a, an elastic band or a rubber band year, and I think that's an accurate term. With COVID last year, so many businesses opted not to pursue striping, especially in the you know retail side, hospitality side. So these are smaller type projects, but the elastic band effect is that because a lot of those projects were postponed due to COVID and property managers struggling with rent collections and everything like that and generating revenue, a lot of those projects have been pushed to this year. 
So there's expected to be, I mean, it's going to depend on your market, of course, but it, there is expected to be a rebound as far as the volume of work as requested by clients. So make sure you're covered and you don't want to let your competition get in there and service those clients because they have the product and you don't. So I'm really hoping that this is, I mean, first off, this is the doomiest and gloomiest episode I ever hope to put out on this show. It's not, not about the doom and gloom, but we do want you guys to be prepared. So hopefully this paint situation, you know, isn't as bad as it could be. Hopefully, you know, it's just some minor delays. And in that case, that's pretty manageable. But uh, cover your bases, guys. And even if you don't have a lot of paint, keep your stripes on. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you guys next week.